Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Truth of Youth. I feel like we've been lying to you all because I feel like every episode we've been like, sorry guys, we're away for like four weeks, but we'll be consistent this time. And then we come back and are like, sorry. And to be fair, we've had such a hectic month and it's definitely not because we don't want to be on time. I think two weeks ago, was it Easter? Or then the week after, I think you and I both were just like swamped with work and honestly didn't have time to prepare a script or record. But we are very happy that we are back with another episode. We both were able to make some time this weekend. Yes. Anyway, um, since last month was Women's History Month when we were going to do this episode, um, we wanted to do an episode related to that. So today we're going to be talking about like modern day sexism and fe- feminism and its relevance to like modern day society. And before we begin, we got to check in. So Jude, how have you been? Um, I've been a little um, stressed recently. I sort of am in like burnt out after our exams and I just can't be asked to do schoolwork anymore. Um, but the summer isn't here yet, so I have a little bit of a dilemma. Um, but to, this week was especially bad, but I think it's a little bit better next week. I completely agree. I felt like for some reason I thought that spring was going to be much easier than it was. And I had really thought we were going to be super on time with our episodes. Like at the beginning of the year, we were going to be like inconsistent because we're getting a hang of it. But like, you know, come springtime, we're going to be super on top of it. But just the amount of work has been kind of insane. And this past week was really bad. But like you said, next week should actually be pretty light. I mean, we have like a couple major assignments. But other than that, you know, um, nothing, not too many of them. So I think I'm looking forward to next week, hopefully a little bit of a break, but I've just been super busy with work and then also tons of softball games. I'm having like three a week. So getting back late from that and then trying to figure out how to do homework and stuff. And like you said, I'm really burnt out as well. I mean, we're getting to that phase where it's like almost May, a month, a little more than a month left of school. And you're just trying to find the motivation to like keep doing your work. But then, you know, like, oh, the end is so near. I'm kind of like letting my grades drop a little bit because I don't care as much. But at the same time, like you got to just pull through to the end. Plus, I don't know if this is the same for you, but like knowing that I'm going to be able to drive over the summer makes it really exciting because it means I can like go and do stuff with all of my friends so easily and like I can actually get to places. Yeah, and it just opens up a whole new little world of opportunities. I think you just need to find things to like get excited about for the rest of the year because it can be a really long home stretch. It can. So before we get into like the bulk of the episode, we're going to do our question, of course. So let me choose the card. Okay, this is a fun one. What was your most memorable birthday? Oh, that's a hard one. My family goes like big on birthdays. Like I, 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 I don't know if it's an English thing because I like, I feel like some people in America, it really depends on the family. But like in my family, birthdays, have, they've like my parents have always made like a massive deal out of our birthdays. When I moved here from England and I was living in the city, um, I had been obsessed with getting a leopard gecko. I was like, that was like my dream. I was like, I must have one. And then when I went upstairs to like my nanny's room, like the top of this dresser was just covered in wrapping paper. And I was like, um, what's going on? And then I rip off this paper and I'm go, oh my God, it, it's an enclosure for all of the bugs that I catch. Cause I was like seven and obsessed with catching bugs and like studying them because I was like, obviously a, a weird kid. I don't even know. But then in that little, in that actually a pretty big tank, there was a leopard gecko that I still have to this day, like right over here. 
and she will be living for another 13 years. I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like this is probably my 10th birthday. I felt I woke up in the morning and I was feeling like super sick, but I really wanted to have my party because it was like my first time, uh, my first year at like this new school and the one that we currently go to and my birthday's in October. So I was still kind of meeting people. So I ended up just inviting like the, all of the girls in the grade, which like in hindsight, like, okay. I mean, I guess that's kind of normal when you're younger to invite everyone, but like now I would never yeah. do that. Um, but I was super sick, but I was okay. like so insistent <laughs> on having this party. And we went ice skating because I used to be like super into figure skating. Um, I did it for many years. And yeah, I feel like I just had to like suffer through with like a massive stomach ache the entire time. And there are tons of pictures of me looking like just mortified throughout the entire experience because I felt so sick. But I don't know, I had a fun time. And yeah, it's probably my most memorable birth- birthday party. But now that we've, you know, gotten into that, um, we can get right into today's episode. So Jude, are you ready to get started? I'm so ready. Okay, so our first question is, has feminism become too radicalized? Is it hurting the cause or is feminism not talked about enough today and should it be more relevant? So one thing I feel like has been like almost like it's a myth that it's been perpetuated and I feel like it's partially due to social media is like, I feel like we all know about like the blue haired social Mm -hmm. justice warrior girl and that's been like a stereotype that has sort of been introduced but I don't think it's real. Like, I don't think, I think that, you know, it's such like a tiny portion of people who actually act like that, that I don't think we can like confirm that that's actually a thing. And I really don't think it's a thing, but, and so I, but I think that people who like to say that, oh, like feminism is too like radical these days and like, it's too much and like they sort of like use that as like their excuse to be like oh it's fine like everything is fine there's no need for for you know feminism anymore but that was just something that I wanted to bring up because it's something which I feel like is now a connotation with like radical feminism so yeah yeah I mean there's like people who are extremely radical in every single topic and like feel that you can ever discuss and I think you're right that people when they think of a feminist they're gonna think of that type of person but like honestly I think we need to discuss what our definition of feminism is and it's obviously not about making women superior to men it's about making like leveling out the playing field because clearly it's not level at the moment so because when you're thinking about it like that it seems like oh wouldn't a decent amount of people be a feminist uh, or be feminists or consider themselves feminists but I feel like there's just a negative connotation that some people um specifically specifically some men might view with that like oh I can't be a feminist but I think that actually when you think about it at its core a lot of people in our society especially in our generation and a lot of men too would consider themselves feminists if they just looked at the definition more carefully like I think that there's only a really small portion of men, and I am going to specify, like, this is a generational perspective podcast. I'm thinking about Gen Z, but I'm also thinking about our specific area, which we always, you know, come back to, but it's important to mention that, like, we do live in a bubble, and this is what we're seeing from our point of view, and it's probably different elsewhere, but in our lives, I feel like there's only, like, there's a small portion of people who really do believe that men are superior to women, and there should be no leveling out of that playing field, but I do believe that when you look at the core of what feminism means, a lot of men would consider themselves feminist yeah but I think there is a degree to which like the term feminist has come to be like oh like I think that women are equal to men and da 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 and sort of like oh like let me pat myself on the back like I've checked I've checked like 
I've ticked the boxes. Um, I mean, yeah, you have to like, there's a difference between just being like, I'm a feminist and saying that and then doing something about it. And like, especially I think women can attempt to make an effort to do something about it. But I also think that a lot of men probably can too. Like if they're noticing something in their society, because we do, women do face sexism on a daily basis, whether it be like minor instances or major. So if you do believe that you're a feminist, then like there's a difference between just saying I'm a feminist so that you can, you know, like you said, check the box and like be deemed a good person or like have very like modern ideas versus like actually making an effort to do something about that. And like, I'm not saying that men can cure the problem because that's not what's going to happen. And I think we're going to talk about that in our next question about like, is this ever going to get solved? But I do think that there are small steps that everyone can make in order to achieve this. But I think we'll get into that a little later. I think this generation does a good job of confronting issues that like maybe need more time in the spotlight. What Like there was a lot of protests over... Roe v. Wade being overturned and like that was like really good to see and things like that but that felt like the first thing I'd seen especially like in the U.S. on that issue in like a while. Number one even if protests are happening they're not in the media enough like there's not enough it's not publicized so even if there are people who are trying to do things to be like to make sure that like you know women are no longer making 80 cents to the man's dollar and things like that like it's not talked about enough and it's not taught about enough and for example like did you notice that in our history class this year like we had like a really small definition of feminism like throughout the whole course yeah I mean we talked about like the different ways of feminism but we really spent like maybe half a day a day on the whole thing and I think that especially because we take world history and a lot of it is talking about like the concepts of modernity and how we're relating to today's day and age the fact that this has been an issue for so long and it continues to be an issue this is not something that we've solved um and we kind of brushed over it I completely agree I think that specifically in school we need to learn more about it and then also like taking this idea of what it means to be a feminist we need to bring that into school too because I think a lot of people don't know personally like I hadn't even thought about it until we were kind of making this episode and I was thinking okay what does it mean to be a feminist and in doing that I actually found an article and it was talking about how there was a study and it was saying about like half of the people who took this survey and they're all part of Gen Z believe that men are now discriminated against because of feminism and this is the idea of being like it being too radical and it's completely flipped like now from women being discriminated to men being discriminated against which obviously I think is completely unfair because men perceiving it as them being discriminated against is just us trying to level out the playing field you know there's no such thing as like we're not trying to discriminate against men we're trying to make it an equal ground um but in this study I there was also some there was a guy who had taken it who disagreed with what everyone else was saying and he was saying like okay men are obviously not being discriminated against and he made the point that men aren't losing just because women are gaining they're not inverses you know like we are the men are saying we're in the position that they are and we are lifting the women up that's what's happening it's not going you know up and down so I think that was a really important uh point to make and I thought an interesting example that he used is you know because we're kind of evening out like the gender norms in today's society it's like for him when he goes out on dates it's kind of more normalized now that he doesn't need to be the one who picks up the bell maybe the woman is going to so this is small mm-hmm. ideas of how men maybe aren't 
losing just because we are trying to level out the playing field. Yeah. And, and to your point, I think that one thing that I also think about is the fact that like, just like, I don't really think that reverse racism or reverse homophobia exists neither does reverse sexism because it just doesn't work like that's not a thing i feel like people need to get back in their box you know what i'm saying like i'm just like it's guys guy you don't you don't have like i don't have like what i like to say is an oppression card like yeah like just like lay off it that's my thing i'm like you guys need to relax because there's you really that you don't you don't they don't have anything yeah I mean I think that a lot of controversy kind of started especially around the time of the past presidential election when Biden was elected and he chose Kamala Harris as his vice president and there was a lot of things about people saying oh she was only chosen because she's a woman maybe not because of her competence or because of her intelligence and this is their idea of it being too radical like we're overcorrecting in the sense that we are picking important politicians and people who are supposed to lead us based off of their gender because we're trying to overcorrect a system rather than based off of their abilities. And I don't really know how I'd feel about that. But I I mean, to be honest, I don't agree because especially in politics, you need representation. And considering she is a female vice president, that's a pretty big deal. And um, just like the same way that, you know, you want to have people of color elected into government positions because you want that representation. Yes, people might be thinking, oh, you're just electing them because they are of color and you want their representation, not because they are competent individuals, but especially in fields like politics, you need people to represent others. That's like a large uh, reason for that. So I would kind of disagree with that statement as well. Yeah. Um, So... I feel like that about wraps it up. So for our next question, it's, will we ever obtain true gender equality? Okay, because I think we kind of talk, we talked about this in our last question, but we've seen how like inequality between genders has been rooted within our history a very for a very long time. And it's just been taught through generations that this is how it is. And yes, every generation we're trying to make change, we're trying to like overcome it, combat it, fix it in whatever way we can. But there's still people who are going to teach their children that, okay, women should be in the house and be cooking and cleaning while men should be out doing the work. There are going to still be families who are very traditional, who are going to teach their children this, you're going to teach their teach their children that, you know, women are not on the same playing field as men, that they don't deserve equal opportunities. And this idea is just going to continue down for generations. And there's no real way to just completely eradicate it. Because if we could, I feel like it would have been eradicated a long time ago, considering how long this issue has been prevalent. Yeah. Totally. And her, and and it's just like, I saw, I can't remember, but there's like this viral video that went around of like saying that like, statistically, we won't see gender equality like for the next, on like short, on a short basis, 80 years, which is just crazy. um, Because it's like, I feel like it's been so long, like, I feel like we could definitely have got there by now. Which I know sounds stupid, but I'm just sort of like, it's it's also like on a global level. And yet somehow, even in the most like, quote unquote, modern of countries, it's still not equal. And I just, it's so like, dumb to look at. Like it's not, it feels like generally, it feels like one of those issues, which obviously there's a massive systemic thing. 
but literally the things that you can see on paper, like how much people are being paid, it's so easy to correct that. Like, I say easy. It's a simple solution. That doesn't mean that it's not complicated to carry out. But like, when it's so clear cut numbers and things like that, you would feel like if it's a mathematical problem, there's a mathematical solution. I don't even know. It's annoying. It's just, it's an annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. I mean, I think you brought up a good point about how when we're looking at this, I can say for myself, I've been thinking about this from the perspective of someone who lives in the United States, but I think we both know that the gender inequality is much more severe in other countries. And when you think about how, okay, maybe in the United States, we can make small strides to achieve what looks like equality or what could be deemed as equality in those other countries, they have so much more to go. And again, it's just because maybe through the government or maybe through just, you know, generations, ideas about uh, the inequality between men and women has just continued to be passed on. And I don't know if you can ever really stop that. Like, that's something that's a little worrisome. The same way that, like, racism is systemic I also think that sex is actually systemic like oh it's definitely systemic there's like there's just I don't think there's a stopping point where you can just you know stop a certain generation from thinking that I think that yes our generation or at least from what we're seeing have made strides to you know maybe prevent or you know lessen the burden of the sexism but at the same time there's still so many people out there who whether they've learned it from their parents or from a tv show or who just believe it on their own like those lessons are just going to be carried down and they're going to be taught to others and it's just rooted within every single system that we have and I think that because of that I really don't see this stopping anytime soon no matter how woke you deem your generation to be I don't think that it can solve a problem as systemic as this yeah, and it's, like, th- I know that, like, you know, you'll hear in school, and, like, people still make jokes, and I feel like I've definitely made a joke or two about, like, you know, like, the idea of, like, women in the kitchen and stuff like that. Like, I know that it's bad, but, like, I feel like we've all heard those jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. feel like our generation is not as, as woke as we would like to think. As we come into, like, a time of, like, when the power gets handed down to us, like, I feel like it's important that we stop pick and choosing. Yeah, I mean, I agree, like, those jokes that people make, like, I've heard people say it, whether they're joking or not, it's just, like, the idea that this is something that they're gonna say, and they're kind of, it's circulating around, and, like, it means that it's on people's minds, and I'm not saying that they believe it, but it's the fact that it's out there, and our goal is to stop these ideas from being out there in the first place, and by doing that, we can stop with the joke, stop with, like, all the little, like, see microaggressions that, you know, you might think are funny, like, oh, women should be in the kitchen, that's, like, a funny joke, you obviously don't mean it, but it's the fact that you're putting those ideas out there in the first place, and we want to stop that from happening, because that is, like, one step that we can make to prevent this from continuing down further generations because it will for sure but I think that we can slowly start to like draw back on how much is furthered because we can see from our own history like it was much more sexism was much more prevalent in our past slowly slowly it's still very prevalent but in a less in a lesser manner of course so maybe if we just continue down this route of you know making changes small changes that like may seem insignificant but maybe not making those jokes things like that we can slowly start to draw back to a point where hopefully in many, many years, it won't be something that people have to think about. Yeah. 
when we're looking at it now, it's just like, I'm seeing so many problems that maybe I haven't been looking back and realized, okay, we've come from a point where there's so much discrimination to a point where, okay, yes, it's still bad, but it's much less. So I think that it's easy to look at everything that's wrong instead of looking at everything we've overcome. But at the same time, because we're looking at what everything that's wrong, because we realize there's so much more to come. There's so much more we have to do to achieve true equality. And we're very far from it. But yes, I think it's important to look back and realize how far we've come. That's a good point. Yeah. So for our last question for today, what are some small examples of how women may struggle in their day-to-day lives? And what are some ways that we could change things? So like, obviously I know we talked bigger picture things, but I'm thinking of just like small things that maybe you've witnessed, Jude, maybe I've seen or faced or anything like that um, that we could talk about just to like draw people's attention to things that maybe they either haven't noticed or something that they faced and they need to know like, okay, other people have experienced that too. Um, I guess one of the ones, I know we had mentioned this in our last episode, but God, it feels like so long ago because um, it was, it was like a month ago, but um, <laughs> I, we had talked about school specifically because like, like Jude and I both spend the majority of our days there. Um, so that's why that's the first thing I think of. And I think of how like, especially in my math and science classes, it is completely dominated by like boys like that is who makes up my class like today a couple of the girls were absent and so are a couple of the boys in my math class but it was like two girls to like 10 boys and like honestly it can be pretty hard to like actually stand up and like say something and you're like even participate in class it can be really hard when you have a lot of like dominating voices around you kind of trying to like overtake the conversation and it's great when you have like a really understanding teacher like one of my teachers has been super understanding the entire year encouraging the girls to speak up actively calling on them being like hey what do you think and it can be really challenging I face that a lot of the time especially in a subject that is dominated by men and has been for a while to raise your voice say what you think just in fear of what others um either want to say or in fear of somebody interrupting you because that can be a pretty um upsetting experience I would I've experienced that myself yeah I mean for me I mean I don't even know one thing I will say like is I'm outspoken and a little loud always so I feel like I might dominate accidentally but like to be fair like to give my credit where credit is due on my report card my my like my chemistry teacher goes like you did a good job of like toning back your um like your excitement or like and you're like not dominating so much and I was like go me like I really just I excelled I didn't um I didn't shout out too much so I feel like I need to be you know obviously that is definitely something I, I think I should think about um but I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's a hard issue to speak on because it's like, I don't, I don't experience it because I'm, you know, I'm relatively confident, like I'm and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm a man. So I feel like it's something that is hard for me to say, oh, this is something that women face on a daily basis. Because exactly. Of- yeah. I mean, you're looking at it from your perspective and I will make a note that like, of course, this has not happened to all women. Like I know a ton of people in our group who are like super confident in these subjects who have no issue speaking up, speaking out. And that's great. But I've just noticed for myself, part of the reason I am a little timid is because I am surrounded by all of these men who, you know, have this confidence, have this almost dominance and who 
seemingly understand the fields much better than I do. And I think that's also why we have so many programs dedicated to like women in STEM, women in business, things like that, male dominated fields that we can bring more women into to hopefully change the culture of this work, because that would be something like amazing. Cause you know, for English classes, I've even noticed that I'm so much more confident in English. Yes. It's one of my, it's probably my better subject. Maybe that's why, but also because I feel like there's just less of that dominating male voice in my English classes. And I think that in the STEM, and business world that is different yeah no totally and I just yeah I I don't even know I'm just I'm just a man yeah yeah and then the other thing that I think about is like societal norms in terms of like marriage and when you have kids and things like that and just like thinking about, okay, like there's a, like sometimes a joke, I don't know if you've heard this dude about like getting an MRS degree, which is like, you know, just marrying like a wealthy person and just like being a stay at home mom. And that's completely respectable. If you want to do that, like that's completely respectable, but I don't know. I mean, there's just certain norms that are still super prevalent. And I know we say like, oh, it's different now. Like women can like actually be in the workforce. They have opportunities, but there's still kind of a negative connotation. Like, okay, we're going to go home and cook. I remember even I'm guilty of this. Like in one of our later episodes, I made a comment like, oh, maybe your mom can cook me dinner. And I know we kind of joked about it. Like, oh, like I should have said your parent, you know, we were joking about it, but like, that's just something that's been rooted into our brains at least where like, I instinctively said your mother, because that's like the connotation that women have. You're going to go home and you're going to cook a meal for your family. And that's obviously not true like that's completely untrue and like that's something that a mistake that I made and like you call me out as a joke but in hindsight like that was actually something so you guys um we were super happy we were able to finally do this episode we were like a full month late like it's bad we wanted to do this last month in celebration of women's history month but as we said things just kind of got in the way but we are actively going to make an effort to get on our every other week schedule. And definitely I was thinking about for summer, I know we're both going to be doing like specific work, which hopefully we can talk about a little later um, about what we're going to be doing over the summer. But I'm hoping that definitely over the summer, we're going to have a little bit more free time so we can really get on that schedule. It's just, you know, we're trying to nail it down for the rest of the school year. So thank you guys so much for bearing with us. And again, I mean, we're being like consistency is key. I'm going to say... We're going to be as consistent as possible. And um, I had posted about this on the Truth of Youth story, but we are considering doing a giveaway um, coming up and we're going to post kind of like the rules and what you would have to do in order to enter on um, Instagram. So definitely stay tuned for that. It's going to have something to do with having to listen to a full episode and picking up on keywords or like secret phrases that we're going to put in. And if you can put the sentence together, which also proves that you actually listen to the whole thing and you DM us, DM us, you would be considered for the giveaway. But we are going to be putting more details and what you could possibly win in an Instagram post. So it's all laid out there and you guys can see um, that. So definitely stay tuned for that and for upcoming episodes and DM us for feedbacks, comments, suggestions, anything like that. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.